0: Happy New Year. The Jaguar Nation is not necessarily happy about the lack of changes. This is Tony Wiggins with your Jacksonville Jaguars report here on Locked on Jaguars. Shaq Khan did not make the expected changes in the offseason to the front office as well as the coaching staff that people thought. Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell both will return this season in their respective duties. However, there is a little bit of a difference in the way that the team will report. Marone and Caldwell will work in conjunction with each other and then report directly to Shad Khan. There will be no executive senior vice president of football operations, the role that was held by the ousted uh, Tom Coughlin. The Jaguars now seemingly have a better relationship and way to do things. We'll see because the last time they made changes, they always blamed the guy who left instead of looking in within and making sure that they didn't dump the wrong cargo and the wrong people aren't still in charge. And what I mean by that is when I say dump the wrong cargo, it, it appears that if you go back in history, the Jaguars, when they uh, fired Mike Malaki under the regime of Shaq Khan, then they hired Gus Bradley and then they fired two offensive coordinators. And then subsequently they fired Gus Bradley and then they elevated Todd to the defensive coordinator position, keeping Dave Caldwell in charge then they, you know, once they made the change to Doug Brown, once they got rid of uh, Bradley, and, you know, it's just all it's always this connectivity back to shot and, and, and Dave Caldwell. So they're going to have to make sure that what they're not doing is uh, by not totally rebooting the entire thing. They got to really, really make sure that what they're not doing is getting rid of the wrong people uh or or just holding on to the wrong folks and i guess we'll see one of the conflicts and one of the things that came up and i asked uh on the record i asked this question at the uh press conference uh that was held the other day i asked dave uh basically with the draft picks that are coming up how do you make choices knowing that you have to win immediately and this may be a one-year prove-it season for this administration how do you how do you make choices between that and uh trying to get immediate uh immediate results from players as opposed to doing what's right infrastructurally for the team over a long period of time and dave said that will fall on him That would that would not be a Doug thing. That would be a Dave thing to do what's right by the organization, but to also do what's right in terms of trying to get guys who can help this organization right away. I do expect the two guys who who they pick in the first round with the ninth and the 20th spot. I expect those players to be impact players right away because that's just the way the NFL is these days. You don't wait on people unless they're quarterbacks. Sometimes you do wait for about a year. But the Jaguars have three of the top 40 picks in the draft they're going to be able to move around in free agency or probably a little bit more than any of us anticipated that they would. And the reason why is because they can cut a lot of people. One of those people that I expect to not be cut, but maybe restructured is Calais Campbell. Uh, I did make an uh, off the record comment to someone in the building down there and said, I-, I don't care what you run next year. It seems like to me though, you got to find a way to get Campbell and Gakwe, who still needs to be dealt with also You got to get Campbell and Gakwe and Allen on the field at the same time for the majority of the game, especially in critical moments. And the person agreed with me. So if you're going to do that, that means you'll see more Calais Campbell at three technique or you'll see a switch. You'll see a switch in defensive philosophy that will allow those guys to be on the field at the same time. To me, that sounds like a, uh, a three, four. Uh, the person I talked to also has a liking for Taven Bryant talked about how well Taven Bryant played over the second half of the season so if you're talking about getting all four of those guys on the field at the same time you're talking about a three technique for one guy or five technique for the other and then finding someone who's going to play the nose guard maybe either in the draft or in free agency and then using the two linebackers at outside linebacker uh, one at Sam and one obviously as a designated pass rusher on the other side so I think there's a way to be optimistic about the defense. They're going to have to fix this offensive line, though, and find some playmakers. And before Jags, the Jags commit to those playmakers, they're going to have to first see if they commit to the coaches that are currently on the staff. There are a lot of people that believe, and I'm one of them, that there will be some changes made in both the offensive and defensive uh, coaches' position coaches' rooms and I think it would behoove the Jaguars to do that and not stand pat further than they already have in order for this team to advance and to get the fans back on the side of the team. You, you can't just continue to do the same thing and expect a different result. So we'll talk about the potential for the coaches uh, to remain or go, uh, and I know most of you think they, they should all go, and I'm um, I'm with you on that. Uh, of course, Doug Marone won't be going anywhere. We'll do that after I give you this message from some friends of ours. Folks, if you are like me and you love to be right and you love to win money, there's only one place for you to go, and that is at my bookie. If you're the type of fan that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call it, well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cold-hearted cash. That's right. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to one thousand dollars. That means if you deposit two stacks, you get an extra stack and free money to play with. Just use the promo code Locked On. That's right. Go to mybookie.ag and use the promo code Locked On to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code locked on to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign up offer. Tired of watching the games from the couch and nothing to gain? MyBookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back onto the game while your pockets get fatter. Visit MyBookie.ag today where you play, you win, and you get paid. All right, uh, so. On yesterday, there was a press conference where they reintroduced uh, the Jaguars, that is, reintroduced Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell as the head coach and general manager, where they discussed these new roles that will be or the new role that they have. And pretty much in a nutshell, without saying it, folks, it really, really sounds like what they're saying is that there was just this big communication gap, not only between them and Shad, but between the players and the coaches and Shad, and players basically having to deal with stuff that had absolutely nothing to do uh, with their relationship with the coach in terms of all of these fines. That uh, You know, in a nutshell, what it is, man, it shows you and it shows all of us that Tom Coughlin was really probably unhappy with the way Doug Marone was doing his job. Therefore, Tom Coughlin took it upon himself to do Doug's job for him. And uh, whenever you do anything like that in a team situation where the coach has to be uh, the rank and file supervisor, that's just never, never, ever, ever going to work because he was circumventing the coach and usurping his authority, if you would, uh, to deal with the players. And obviously uh, there seemed to also be some disconnect between the scouting department and the coaching staff. You would literally hit Doug Marone throughout the, the season Whenever I go before an interview, it baffled me that some of the answers he was given was very vanilla. Especially when it came to personnel issues, he say, "I just coach players. I don't, I don't deal with that." And normally, when you're the coach, you absolutely have your finger on the pulse of the organization to the point where you know who everyone is, you know what they're capable of, you know exactly what it is that you should expect of them. Because how could you coach them if that's not what you, uh, the situation that you're in? So looking back. You can see some of the dysfunction that was going on in Jacksonville. Now, does that mean that neither one of those guys were at fault? No, it doesn't. It doesn't exclude them at all from, from the blame of, of what you've seen this organization go through uh, really over the last couple of years, but even before that, but at least with 2017, there was a little bit of breaking the misery for the fans. It, it, you know, they should not be, I hate to use the word exonerated because they didn't commit a crime, but they shouldn't be let off the hook totally for any of this. And and Dave and Doug both sat up there at the podium yesterday and said, look, man, we all have to do better. It's everybody's responsibility. But I think the key with one of the, the feelings that I got from them is that they admit that everyone has to be better at what they do. But the one thing they can't ever do is all not be on the same page anymore. And I, I really firmly believe that one of the issues that they had was everyone in that building seemed like they were operating out of fear. And there's no reason for people to to be walking around operating that way. And uh, hopefully uh, all of that stuff will be changed for the good as we move forward. Because I know you can tell that kind of stuff permeates uh, through the players when they talk. One thing it did do in some situations and instances was it really galvanized them and brought them together. And, if, you know, if, if they all hated one guy, then it seemed like it brought them together and they played for each other. And, um, you know, that's a good thing, and I hope it helps them moving forward. Now, speaking of moving forward, uh, when I did uh, push a, a little bit off the record about the coaching staff, Dave said that that's a Doug thing, and that's refreshing to know that, that the coaching staff is up to Doug Marone, and Doug Marone has said that one of the things that he's going to do is He's going to constantly evaluate his staff. Uh, he did not say he was going to make changes, but the key here is he also did not say he was not going to make changes. Therefore, uh, in my opinion, I think they are going to be some defensive changes schematically, and, I, I, and the only way you can really do that is to change the defensive coordinator. I wouldn't be surprised if, if they did move on and uh, look around at some of the guys that are out there right now and go ahead and, and they're going to find some guys that, are capable of running some sort of hybrid or some sort of three, four. Um, uh, one of the guys that I keep mentioning is Rex Ryan, because I, I do believe you need to find someone who can cr- get creative enough that the three best players on your defense, which is Ngakwe, uh Claes Campbell, as well as Josh Allen are all on the field at the same time, I know a lot of people complained that Josh Allen probably would have ended up with 15, 16 sacks and maybe not even just been rookie of the year on the defensive side that the kid could have been an all pro. But the problem is he only played about 60 percent of the snaps. I, I don't understand any sort of system where a kid like that does not play more snaps. Uh, I don't know what you're saving him for uh, because everyone was on you know edge about their own job. So to me, I don't know why they would play a guy like that about 60% of the snaps. Uh, Josh Allen would have played until his tongue was hanging out of his mouth if it was me. That's just me. That's how I feel about it. Uh, unless they know something about him that, that wasn't jiving, that no one uh, understands or they didn't think he was ready or stout in some areas. I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe uh, they were anticipating that they were going to move on from Yannick Ngakwe, so they were saving him a little bit. Don't know if that's the case either. Uh, but to me... Uh, you're not good enough to run a platoon system if you're six and ten. You need your best football players on the field at the same time. So look for them to make some sort of move to some kind of system that allows them to have all of those guys on the field at the same time. And people keep telling me, well, maybe it's a move to Yannick Ngakwe to Sam linebacker. Not going to happen, especially if one, you're not, you're in, you're going to be in a controversy with his contract. Two, you're not going to convince him. To take a contract where you're going to pay him as a Sam linebacker, three, he ain't going to do it in a four-three, and most of the time you're in nickel, so that means you'll be paying a guy who's going to be on the field uh, even less if you put him at Sam linebacker, because usually the Sam is the person that you take out, or the Sam or the Mike is the person that you take out whenever you put the extra DB in, so that doesn't make a lot of sense. All right, we'll touch on something else, uh, a few other things. Buck your seatbelts, don't leave. This is the Locked On Jaguars Thursday edition. Uh, Happy New Year to you guys. Uh, We'll be right back in just a second. All right, it's your man T-Wig with the last segment here on Locked On Jaguars on this Thursday, January 2nd, Uh, Happy New Year edition. It's crazy that we're bringing in a new year, but we're bringing in a new year with the old staff uh folks wanted change they wanted a reason to believe that things are going to get better Sean Conn is taking a real real risk here in Jacksonville uh by attempting to uh one thing I can give him credit for man he's slow to fire this dude will not fire anybody man I mean I, mean, I would definitely want to work for him because in football he is not going to fire anybody and uh especially not uh when it appears that guys haven't done enough to keep their job so um, I, I, we talked about the defense. Do I think there need to be some changes offensively? Sure, but I think there's a danger in that. Uh, the, the name that I keep bringing up is Joe Brady. I think he's he's a dynamic play caller. It would be a double step up, and what I mean by that is you're taking a guy who's a college passing game coordinator and you're making him an NFL coordinator um, uh, and you're putting him basically in charge of your offense. And uh, it's risky, but sometimes that's I believe that's exactly what it is that you have to do when uh, you have to take chances, and when you're trying to, when you're trying to win and trying to change things and do things differently, those are some of the things that I believe that you just have to do, and you have to do things a certain way. Um, Joe Brady, that's the way I would go. Uh, a lot of things have to be repaired on the offense. They have to get another change of pace back. Uh, You don't want to wear Leonard out. I think Leonard has a lot of value to this team, but I think he's even more valuable when you can give him a guy that's also dynamic and you can hit him with a bit of a one-two punch. They need, I believe, three offensive linemen. I think Juwan Taylor is settled in at right tackle. I do, however, think that they can improve at every other position on that line. Uh, uh, Left guard, right guard. uh, Brandon Leonard is a pretty good center but uh, you could probably get better. And I wouldn't be surprised if they went really early looking at a left tackle as well. Um, more dynamic at wide receiver. You can never have enough great playmakers at wide receiver. So, yeah, I would also offer that they get a little bit more dynamic at the wide receiver position. So it's going to be real, real interesting at the top of that draft, what they do. Um, some, sometimes you can transcend positions. Uh, at number nine, I doubt if uh, the Judy kid from Ohio state is there. Uh, Derek Brown is probably going to be off the board, Uh, the defensive tackle for Auburn. Here's where you start looking at those left tackles. Here's where you start looking at the route runners like Jerry Judy and get a special dynamic football player or C.J. or C.D. Lamb. This is where you start looking at those guys that can score touchdowns for you and help out Gardner Minshew. You can always get and develop the big guys. But you can't find a bunch of touchdown makers and difference makers and high end alpha male type players. When you're picking in the top 10, you need to try to go for the yellow jacket. Don't try to just shore up your team in an area that they've been lacking. I think the Jaguars would do themselves uh, a favor if they went out and went talent, talent, talent with number nine and then come back and then try to get a good infrastructure player at number 20. It's also going to be the fact that they're going to have a lot of room in free agency if they make certain moves. I saw a graphic yesterday where someone was able to clear up $46 million in cap space. If you franchise in Gakway, you're going to roughly eat up half of that. Then you have to go out and spend the money wisely on the rest of the players uh, in free agency. Guys like Blake Martinez, Mike Linebacker up in Green Bay. It's going to be a free agent, quarterback, captain of the team. You're going to have to find those type of players. Uh, maybe you can restructure or do something with Marcel Darius or look in the, the secondary market for some defensive tackles, but you got to get bigger and stronger in the trenches, uh, regardless of the changes that you may or may not make uh, in your coaching staff. All right, that's going to do it. What we're going to do is we're going to put out, I, I put out a uh, a fan Friday or a, or a fan question Friday where I'm going and I got a bunch of them already. I almost got a whole show full of, uh, questions from fans regarding this football team. But if you're listening to this, you can always hit me up on Twitter and just go directly to me and just put Fan Friday in a hashtag, and I'll answer as many questions as I can uh, about what is obviously a whole bunch of frustrations right now with the Jaguars organization, with what they did do and what they didn't do in terms of moving on to another coach. This man, Tony Wiggins with Locked On Jaguars. Once again, Happy New Year from the Wiggins family and from Locked On Jaguars.